Welcome to Cinema Bushido. This episode, we're talking about the 2008 Ip Man, or some people call him Yip Man, even though the director was Wilson Yip, and I don't know the difference between Yip and Ip. But hey, listeners, if you know why this is Yip Man in China and Ip Man in America, and why Americans, for some reason, don't want to use a Y at the beginning of Ip Man, I, I just, the original title's Yip Man, we called him Ip Man. I made lots of jokes today coming up to this about intellectual property rights and Ip Man. So I don't know. Anyway. Internet protocol. Yeah. All internet. the nerdy jokes you can imagine. I made them all. But let's start it out. Um, with me, as always, is the um, Bruce Lee. Uh, no, no, that would be me. Okay, so it's the Jackie Chan to my Bruce Lee. <laughs> I made you Jackie. Uh, Mr. Lee Van Cleef, how you doing, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day is a holiday. How are you doing today? Excellent. Oh my god, I'm just wondering if I should throw in that joke episode I did a year ago with the Ip Man, where I made fun of you. We'll, we'll see about that. I don't know if I have the, the balls to do it. <laughs> Alright, and also with me is the um, uh, the Donnie Yen, to my Bruce Lee. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jenna Romager. How's it going, Jenna? I'm quite well, thank you. Excellent. Alright, well, you know, this is the this is a badass movie. It's really, I mean, I'll never forget when I first heard about it. They were like, everyone's like, Matthew, you have to watch Ip Man. This was in 2008. <laughs> anyway, I was just like, I know all about his history. I've read about him. He's the really old, weird guy that trained Bruce Lee, and I don't really care. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, holy shit, he's a badass. So um, I guess I start with you, Leroy. Uh, what did you think? You've seen this multiple times as well, right? Yeah, I, I too was disappointed that there was no, there's nothing about intellectual property brought throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, they just don't care about that part. It's like you, you renamed him from Yip to intellectual, intellectual property man, and nobody cares. The scholar on this subject, Stephen Kinsella, would be really pissed if he loaded this up and there was no intellectual property discussion. So, yeah. But otherwise, good movie. Uh, everyone knows that. That's basically... I mean, you, you. I think Ip Man is one of those things that it transcends culture and generation. Uh, and it's just so beautifully shot. And for me, just seeing the architecture as it would have represented right. prior to the invasion, really just make it, it makes it kind of feel like I'm at there and I'm home. And just the, the choreography, of course, is amazing. And uh, yeah, I love this movie. And I've well, watched it several times and will watch it several I'll throw times it. more. I'll throw it just what you said. Like, I couldn't believe... I think I, I've watched this probably, I won't exaggerate, probably just like six or seven times. But it was only this time that I was just like sitting there, we're just talking, I guess because we're going to approach it in this way. But I'm like, did it really look that way? And we started like Googling to try to find old Foshan pictures from, I, I just wanted to see, did the streets look the same? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and you, and you get those ancient city streets, and they're really organic right. and windy and tight because they were never they meant for cool. cars. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, Jenna, um, your first time seeing it. What did you think? You know, I, I didn't think that I would love it, even though I was excited to watch it because I love Danny Yen, Danny Yen and um, Donnie Yen in, in Rogue One. Please edit that. Um, <laughs> I love Donnie Yen in Rogue One. And so I didn't think that that character could carry a whole movie and I was wrong. It I think there's something about the um 
he just had a kind of presence to him. He had like he had at his core what all of the Star Wars movies wish they had. And I felt like there was just this um stability and elegance to all of it while also having all of the things that you'd expect this kind of movie to have. And I was carried away by it. And speaking of core, you know, um, Wing Chun is one of those martial arts that it's so much about having like a core strength. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you trying to say you can't be hardcore without a core? Is that what you're I trying to say? I don't think it's true. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Something about sit ups, you know, the thing. All right. Let's flip it on its backside and, uh, now that we all just established how much we love it, I'm going to let Lee go first and tell me his favorite scene. But listen, don't steal mine or I'll motherfucking Wing Chun you. I'll do it just like Donnie Yen. 18 punches to the chest. You'll patiently sit there and let me punch at you for 15 minutes before you throw a punch back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... But it'll block all of them. Yeah, it, I mean, it was just like, it's just so patient. I was just like, man, yeah. I can't imagine being that serene the whole time I'm doing this. Anyway, uh, it's the best scene in the whole fucking movie. Don't um, do it. It is. It's when this homeboy shows up to town and all these torn rags... Yeah, and okay, he okay, just he just shows up, and he, there's all these, these different schools, and everyone's doing their little their little dances. I knew dances you'd love that guy. And they're all dancing around and doing their thing, and they they're looking all professional, and they're like, "Yeah, there's this school, there's this school, there's this school." And then he shows up, and he's like, "Hey, man, let's go, let's go for a little fight." And then doesn't he, he just... remind you of the Chinese? It doesn't he remind you of the Chinese version of the guy who played Judge Dredd or you know Doctor Bones. Oh yeah, Urban. Yeah, he's yeah. Like Carl Urban. He's like yeah. Chinese Carl Urban. Get that man a dread helmet now. <laughs> Go on, sorry. We can we can make this into a beautiful spinoff. Yeah. That'd be awesome. He gets transported into whatever mega city he needs to be in. And becomes a grizzled killer. It's like Judge Gerd. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 Judge Chen. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, Judge Chen. Yeah, we got to do this. We got to make it real. Be you know what Hollywood? Call me. No, wait, call me. I'm the one that came up with it. Clearly, damn Hollywood! <laughs> Stop listening to Lee, Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, you're a bitch. How are we ever going to get the He Man and the Masters universe universe? If they don't listen to me, right? Okay, all right. Nobody needs He Man. We need I, like we need like Gremlins versus Avengers. That I, is the shit. Yeah, I'm Manny versus Jackie Chan. I, 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 I want to see the the. I just want to see somebody put real money into the the He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Period. Cinematic universe. You know yeah. what I mean. Like just oh that would just be hilarious. Anyway, the the scene is just beautiful because he he he's really a he's a force. He he has a presence about him, and then he he dispatches these three different masters in three different ways, and it gets more and more brutal. And then uh, and then he goes to Donnie Yen's house and gets his ass kicked. But just that first like establishing that these guys are not punks, and then he comes in there and just brutalizes them. Yeah. And then and it was just it, the the choreography was good. I mean, I, I love that scene, and I just love the way that that they thought they were on top dog and they were eating lunch, and then the guy's like, Shh, "You haven't even fought the best." 
Princeton. Yeah. You know, I like that too. What I think is so gorgeous about it is that um, it, it, everybody did feel like they were at the top of their game. And it, like it, you felt it too. We kind of hated him. He's from out of town. And we kind of liked him because he's a badass. But we also didn't love that he had no respect. Like, I hated that he went to Donnie's house and he was, or to, to Ip Man's house, sorry. He went to Ip Man's house and he didn't respect the fact that Ip Man didn't want to fight him right then and there. It's like, set up an appointment, fucker. I've got my kid and wife here and guess what? She doesn't want me to do it. Like, there's no respect at all. And he eventually, and I, I feel so much for him, but at that point, I was just like, what a fucking dick. Yeah. Like, please fuck off. And then he gets his ass kicked. Plus yeah. breaking all the shit. It just pisses me off. He was a, he's an asshole and he deserved to have his ass kicked. Eh. And I feel like I feel like for a lot of really successful competitive people, there's just a line of audacity and determination that they have to that they have to cross and, and a, a yeah. way they have to carry. And I think that's probably just part of how he got to be so good. But then he was a total cunt, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. No, I totally with you. Yeah. Alright. Jenna? Number one favorite scene? Why don't you go with your favorite scene No, because you're not stealing mine. I don't think you are. I think you have different ideas about this film than I do. And mine is so obviously me when it comes. So head to ten. Unless you do. It's cool. Well, it's hard to pick a favorite because... Well, you're going to have to pick two or three at least. We'll see. Well, all right. Because I have a love of the uh, 80s romantic comedy music montage Mm. one of my two favorite scenes is the scene where uh it man is teaching all of the mill workers uh wing chun there's just something about like you know if if olivia newton john's let's get physical was playing it would it would give it a different vibe but it's got that kind of it was a training joyous like we can do this kind of thing and then that that then when like the bad guys come again, they're all ready. And totally, little to boy was like, thing. little boy was like, oh, can I be your first student? And and advance like, have you gotten a boner yet? And he was like, no. He's like, no, no, you can't. I'm gonna train that old lady first. Yeah, and the old lady knocked some shit out. She did a good job. So did the big lady with the serious face. I liked her. She was just like, he should have taught his uh, his like brother in law or whatever. Because that poor bastard. He could have used a little back punchy stuff, but that was a beautiful scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that scene. I mean, I think, I wish that I could just have one thing that was just like, it man's, uh, just, uh, words are hard for me right now. Um, he just has this grace that he carries himself with that carries through the whole movie, no matter what situation he's in. I think in. we went to the bathroom, but he said that too early. But I, we love that. He's, he's like calm under pressure. He's always smiling, and he knows his own skill level. So he's yeah. just like, yeah. Why would I go to the bathroom? I'm just listening to you guys talk. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't lie. You heard me. You heard me as you were walking back. I heard the door shut. You did like, not. You did I heard not. The whole you thing. lied. I heard the whole I'm thing. sitting right here. <laughs> Crazy motherfucker. I hope it was worth it, Lee. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope it was worth it. You know I wear my Cinema Bushido adult diaper for this. I hope, you, I hope you don't get prostate cancer because you go to the bathroom all the time when we're talking. Or pee in a bottle. <laughs> That's recycling. <laughs> it's a beautiful scene. 
I love it. Okay. So it was, mine, thank it was you, a great guys. expression ruined by vulgar, yeah. heinous accusations from the host. Go on, <laughs> sir. No, I want you to go ahead and uh, respond to uh, Janacine. Uh, I I agree. I mean, she's really stole my thunder. I mean, the, it it really is just like it that it was purposely made to draw you into that and kind of give you this sense of progression, and like that no matter where he is, he's a, you know you put a great white shark any any waters in the world, it's going to be a shark. You put you put it man in any situation, and he's going to be a thoughtful teacher. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let me take my my pride. <laughs> okay. The greatest scene in this movie, because you know I'm a revenge whore. I am a revenge whore. I'll just, I, argh, do not offend me, or I will get massive revenge. <sighs> okay. Anyway, um, poor bastard, other master, fat guy. Yeah. He's collecting his rice every day like a motherfucker. He's a badass. He says, "All right, I'll take on. I want to take on like three instead of just one." And he gets his ass kicked. And it sucks. But then he just goes in and gets the rice he already won from the one guy. And he gets shot in the fucking head. This By the weasel guy. Up. Hmm? By the weasel guy. By the weasel guy. guy. I hate the fucking weasel. The weasel, they've got this, like, scrawny-ass enforcer. It's the typical cop. With terrible glasses. Yeah. I have no respect for people who choose to be police officers in the United States. Because most of the time... They really just want to have the opportunity to kill you, shoot you, something like that. I know not everyone agrees, and and I know that's not always the truth, but fuck off, cops. Fuck you. This guy's a total cop, and he's just like, he shoots this badass martial artist in the head just for picking up the rice he already won, so then Ant-Man has to come, and he has to do it. So he's like, I'll take ten. And I'm like, yeah, I'm salivating. It's dripping onto my pants. I just, <laughs> get him. Get him, Ant-Man. <laughs> and he does ten guys. These kids, these kids did not deserve the wrath. The shitty assholes deserve the wrath. But no, he hands it to these kids, and it is, it is a, it is amazing. He just it shows Wing Chun as it really is. Uh, I I have a good friend of mine who's been um, a high level teacher of it for the last ten years or so, and I'll never forget. Like, way back in the day, you know, at least 10 years ago, he kind of explained to me, like, the stance and how you kind of push into people. But more importantly, how you never stop punching. The point is, is that once you have the advantage, you just keep punching and punching. And this was that. I'm just, like, watching Donnie Yen, just these kids breaking their arms and then punching them, like, 14 times in the face. It's it's a beautiful thing to watch, this martial art. And he beat the fuck out of those people. And then he took the bloody bag of rice and gave it to the poor dude's family. It was just, it's the most honorable thing, the most kick-ass, revengeful thing. And that, that is why these movies are like, fuck. It and, was so fucking cool. And that is why you slept with Donnie Yen. Okay, we I, if he were here right now, <laughs> I'd, have a, I'd have a penis in my butt. <laughs> No wait, no. I meant I no, be, mine would be in his man. butt. Oh God, no, no! Don't, don't test me. I always knew you were a rice queen. Always. Oh. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, I I agree. Like, uh, I don't even know what I, that means. I love that scene too. Uh, I mean, it's it's sorrowful, but you do get that 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 uh, primal feeling of gratification. You know, it's very virile. And he uh, breaks everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
the choreograph the choreography is gorgeous. It was like the way that they considered angles throughout that whole scene. It it makes it makes it very elegant. It's also pretty intense. Yeah. There's a lot of breakage that happens in this movie that's a little... It, it kind of like, ugh, I that, have to look away. This particular scene was pretty gory. Like, he yeah. broke arms, made him spin the wrong Lots way. Lots of twisted limbs, yeah. It's a little rough, but it's part of and it, And then, I guess. of course, Douchebag and his bro are just standing up there like, oh, well, what's that about? I want him back. <laughs> that was cool. It's like, no. Yeah. I thought your scene was going to be where uh, 12 Kicks or whatever his name is from... Uh... Uh, whatchamacallit, uh, he's in this. Kung Fu Hustle. What's that? Yeah, Kung, Kung Fu Hustle. Hustle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought when he gets when he gets murked, I thought that was going to be your scene. Yeah. Because the guy's like, do you really want to die? And he's just like, fuck you. I'm not going to bow to you guys. Spits yeah. all that blood right in his face like, fuck you. And then he's it was the best. connected on a cold-blooded roundhouse or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Well, you're up for the next one, I think. Yeah. Number two, Betty. Well, it's going to have to be when, um, when like, he kind of, he. I'm not going to steal the whole scene, but there's one segment in particular that, you, that really comes to my mind when you keep talking about the punching thing. And it's, like, when um, he's beating the general up. And it's so weird. Like, why is the general always wearing white? Like, that was, like, I was like, why? I don't know. Like you're what you're whooping all these people's asses and you're wearing white. Like that that just doesn't seem functional. And then uh and they're on that big stage in front of everyone and they're duking it out. And Donnie Yen is like he he once he goes on the aggression on that guy and he gets him it's like at one point when he's getting him to the ground, but it's like he's like pistons in an engine. He's just throwing these six inch blows the whole time the guy's going down. Yeah. He takes his knee and just kinda like maneuvers the guy's block and then just keeps hitting him and I was just like yeah, like he made him kick himself at one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just like that that fact that even when he's going to the ground, he's just like it's just like uh like a like a like a motor just going just automatic. Yeah. That and it like like you said, like that just happens throughout the movie, but when he did it there, I was like, "Oh shit, you getting your ass whooped, son." And then they they have that weird camera angle on that guy, on that general, and he kind of looks like a mean mongoloid, you know what I mean? He's like all evil and kind of like Genghis Khan ass looking motherfucker. And then he kind of gets up and he's like charging at Donnie Yen again. I was like, yeah. Donnie Yen's like this handsome, like very serene, composed, perfectly postured, like hero. It was it was a perfect ju- juxtaposition cinematically. Mm. I like the way you think. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, all right, Janet, you're up for number two. Oh, I'm up for number two. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my favorite the first time, but we just looked again and I can't get it out of my head. Was the second fight in the factory with the sticks. Yeah. The sticks. So the guy from Lee's first scene and the kid that got Let's banned. call him um, Judge okay, Chen. Judge, Judge Jed. Chen. Judge Chen. Chen. Oh, Judge Chen. Yeah, so okay. Judge Chen. Not Judge Jed. I like Judge Jed. You want Jed? It doesn't Jed, work at like all. Jed no. All right, fine. Clamp Judge it? Chen. Yeah. But that doesn't work. Yeah, he's Black not gold, from Alabama. Tea. <laughs> he's not. He never got the Texas tea. <laughs> okay, fine. He, Judge Chen. He's not Judge wearing Daisy Dukes and, or anything, and, you know? And no, kite no pants Dukes. guy are going after it man 
simultaneously. And one has an axe, and the other has this, like, fucked-up-looking rake. We love axes from Kung Fu Hustle again. And a little bit earlier, Ip Man had flown through the air, knocked off some clothes, and grabbed a stick. And he fucks them up with that stick. It's like magic. He it, does. it, like, swoops in and out like it's like it's a little tiny thing. Like it becomes it's a, a taunting hair. whip, yeah. But instead, it's this, like, he just does all this magic with this damn stick. And it's... He just, it's like he dances with whatever weapon he's using, which I, yeah. 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 Can I, can I go on a tirade here? Because one of the things that I always hated was like, um, and it's from those people who were born in like the 60s. Like they would wear, they would wear cut off shorts from jeans, but they would like cut them up so high and that their pockets would show. And I always felt like that was really trashy. And I always felt like that was always kind of a weird look for yeah, dude. Yeah, why the pockets? Yeah. Because you, you still need to use your pockets. Why don't but you they're hanging the out. Too, if you're a dickhead that's going to have those pants. Because you still need to use the pockets. you got the back no, pocket. don't wear those pants if you need pockets. Yeah, and on top of that, like, you don't wear them if you're a dude. Okay? All right, that don't, was, don't. That oh, was always wrong. I'm not defending wrong. it for men. I'm not defending it for men. I, I'm defending it because I myself had that, rock that look in high school. You were like, hey, baby, you want to smoke and bang? You know, Got my pockets. Short, some shorts only when I was look in high school, I wore, I wore black dyed moccasins and I went to metal concerts. We're, in high school, we're fucking dumb shits. Well, that's you, true. That's awesome. Sorry. Anyway, that was a great scene, too. Yeah. Tell yeah, me. it was. Mm. I didn't right, know. Right. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't have a third one. I thought we were just gonna have a casual conversation. No, so. it's just two. It, we just do two. And I have okay. one. The, my last one is you guys will love this. It's mm-hmm. so simple. Again, as a a I call myself a man whore of revenge. Yeah, it's when the dude who's been placed as a bitch the whole time oh. finally takes the gun to the face and he of the, the Weasley guy. motherfucker and he shoots him right through his face. I almost picked that one. He should have done it before he got to shoot it, man, but no. That guy deserved to die so hard and he got it right in the face and fucked that guy. I hope he never is in another movie again. Unless he doesn't look like that. And then it's okay because they're just in, actors. Um, I think he's in Indiana Jones. I think he's one of the dicks <laughs> in Indiana a, Jones. This is 2008. Indiana Jones was 1984. Oh. So. Okay, I'm a terrible person. Dr. Jones! Look! <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I just now caught. I just now caught up. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> not him. That's data. That's not the same, sweetie. Oh, you you were going for for short round. <laughs> no, there was a chance. <laughs> okay. I was thinking of the the grail. Not the grail. What the hell is it? Oh, the time when they he reached into that guy's chest and pulled his heart out. Something and like that. Made it fall. That yeah. was probably in part two. I don't know. All right. Judge us as Anyways. you may, dear people, but um, <laughs> she knows not what she does. <laughs> there are so many Dr. people. Dr. Jones! We watch, movies. <laughs> we watch movies so much, and we're both like, I recognize that person. Who could that person be? And we spend like half oh. the movie on IMDb yeah, trying no, to today figure we shit were just out. Like, who was on news radio? Was it David Spade or was it the weird guy from 
kids in the hall. And of course, yeah. it was a weird guy. For it kids was in a weird. The hall. And then we remember, remembered the show Just Shoot Me, which neither of us watched because we both thought yeah. it was terrible. 150 episodes. Fuck but you, apparently, David Spade. David Spade got famous off of it and won awards and shit. So I guess he did a good thing. He was the roast master for the roast of um, Rob Lowe. And he, he was funny. Ro- he was the roast master? Yeah, he was the. Not roast master. Like the host. He, we, he was? Yeah, he was the main guy. Really? Whatever you call that. Oh, I call it a roast master. He is the roast master. For the yeah. ro- roast of Rob yeah, Lowe? Yeah, really? I remember him being on there, but I don't remember him being the host. Oh, well. Yeah. Shit. Okay, well, um, now we're going to the top six challenge, unless you guys have something you need to say before we do that. No, I'm good. I need to say that I am so grateful that you wanted to watch this movie and do a podcast on it, yeah. because it's a movie that I would have resisted, and I absolutely love. Yeah. Like, it's just... <clears throat> It's it's all the things that I think this movie kind of movie can be and often isn't. No, most often they aren't. Like you look at like Jet Li's um, historical movie background. He has some really good ones. He has things like Fearless and Hero, but he also has some that are just terrible. But Donnie Yen does too. Donnie Yen has like Kung Fu Cop, which I know a lot of people love, but it's really not it, man. It Man is a special little bucket of thing. It's got it got to do a, a we're doing a history thing, so we can do it the way we want. But they also you both have mentioned it. They made him so fucking cool. Like he never, never. The only time in it was the scene I brought up where he kills the well, he maims the fuck out of the ten people. Other than that, he's always like smile. It's cool. Hardships are real. This sucks to be alive. I don't love this. I love Kung Fu. And then in that scene, it's the, like he sees this guy who he respected. He dies, so he gets revenge. But beyond that, even after that, like up to the last one, he's just fighting for real. Lee brought it up right at the beginning. He pulls so many punches in this film. Like everybody yeah. he fights, he doesn't really fight them because he's like, well, no, I'm not going to actually spar with you and then punch you 15 times as you fall to the ground. I'm just going to be a cool guy and let you get back up. But so when he really does it, which we were waiting for, for the, the whole film, when he does it, we're just like, fuck. But yeah, he keeps, he has always has this sense of, of he's, he's charming and he's, he's calm and mm-hmm. he sees the things all the way when he's in the, in the um, mines and he sees friends he knew and he shares the potato and stuff He's just being mm. as humble as he is the same way when he's showing off how badass he is. Yeah. yeah. I want to say one other thing that I found interesting Please. was how rah-rah Chinese yeah. um, Japan bad well, it was. Because <laughs> I've never seen that it's all Chinese facet of, of, a, year, of yeah. a film in quite that way. But it was so, so straight up like they did bad shit. Oh, yeah. We're better than that. In the Bruce Boytation films. Rah, rah, It felt really, very like. In the Bruce Boytation films, often the Japanese have a Hitler mustache. <laughs> so They just hit it home. They're I like, mean, oh, it's, Bolo it's, Young has a Hitler mustache in many Chinese films, and he plays a Japanese guy. It's and, just interesting to me the way film reinforces and continues certain, like, wartime perspectives. Yeah. That like makes them concrete in this funny, twisted way, and I feel like this film was too late to do that, but that it that it could do that it so strongly and they tells me it. something about sentiment that I don't understand. Lee. Lee's gonna hit on really hard here because yes, go for it, boot. 
the there's a there, even when you talk to people who are probably like 50, 60 years old who lived in the post war, there's a tremendous amount of animosity in, in Korea and China um, about the Japanese, and it, and it does hand down to their children who are our age and younger. They they mm-hmm. do not the 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 page the the nationals uh, in China and on both sides of the Korean border do not like the Japanese at all. Uh, and they will never forgive them for the – I mean if you were on the Korean Peninsula, it's been going on for centuries. But that, those incursions into into uh, Manchuria were incredibly brutal and violent. So, uh, yeah, they will know – probably not in our lifetimes will that ever be forgiven. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, yeah, I guess there is a thing though. Like I always think about how like Japan um, – they kept themselves like isolated from the rest of the world for such a long time. So when they did finally get out and about, first off, they brought us cool ass cultural things, but also um, they just started like dominating here and there. Oh, well, and they they also had a very martial uh, culture. I mean, you think about all the martial arts and all the different technology of war that happened on this little tiny island. And then, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that they would. I mean, they were based; they were feudalism, and they were based on a warrior culture. I mean, it makes sense that they would eventually um, go out for resources. They, I mean, they were going to need resources. They were going to need oil right. and right. minerals. All right, time for the top six challenge. Uh, Lee, are you doing what you always do and going second, or you want right. to take first? No, I'm going you, second. You can break the system. No, nope, go I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, I didn't, I, you know, I just threw them all together. So let's see how it goes. Jenna, you're first. I'm first. How old within five years was Ip Man when he died? Okay. My guess. I'm closing my eyes. Yeah. My guess. You're not seeing shit. Is that, okay, so according to the end of the movie, Ip Man, after, so this is the 40s, goes, he teach, he's one of the last to teach Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee died in 72. Okay. So he probably trained Bruce Lee in the mid to late 60s. So my guess is that he was probably in like 82 when he died. The answer is 78, uh, which means you made it. Woo! All right. Let me make a note. Bam, bam. Jenna. Okay. Leroy. What was Ip Man's astrological sign? Oh shit! Uh, I know it's a guess, but I have if you no get it clue. right, you're gonna you're gonna sound like a badass. I don't I'm, think about it though. Think about like who he was. You know this shit. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know good. anything. I'm gonna say he's. I'm gonna say he's a werewolf. My guess would have been Virgo. Which is what? What's a werewolf? Uh, I don't know. A mythological animal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean astrology. There's no astrology with a werewolf. She's gonna oh, go. She's gonna go Virgo. I don't think I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go either. No, I'm gonna go either a Libra or Aquarius. Ooh, Libra! You got it. Oh, look at you, 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 you massive <laughs> bastard! You okay? I like so, the werewolf answer better though. I thought that there was an astrological <laughs> werewolf because I don't give a shit. Sorry, sweetie. Your sign is con- no. I right. said something bad. I know I mine's the Virgin, Virgo. I mean, I'm just sure like, it is. 
Yeah. No, one of my... Um, I'm being virginal. It's one sweet. of my favorite uh, authors, Bill Bryson, he wrote a book called A Walk in the Woods about... Um, about walking the Appalachian Trail mm. and there's he's with a friend and there's this woman that keeps crossing their path that irritates both of them and in one scene she's quizzing them about their fav- about their astrological signs she's trying to guess <laughs> and the author says his sign is cunnilingus <laughs> she's like oh i haven't heard of that one i thought i knew them all <laughs> so okay so we're both in cunnilingus i'll have to look them yeah. both up yeah. <laughs> Not at the same right. time, I hope. No. <laughs> I mean, just depends on how hungry you are. Good one, Lee. Okay, Good one. Uh, number three for Jenna. Uh, where was it man born? Uh, China. Right. There's a city. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> There's a city. That... Uh, okay, let's say Foshan, because it's yeah, the only city I can think of. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Ow. Don't hurt yourself. I was just uh, celebrating and I hit my funny uh, bone. No. Right. Leroy, what yes. Bruce Lee oh. vehicle, as I call it, you know, what Bruce Lee thing boosted attendance at all of Hitman's schools? So he got famous doing a thing, like a show. What was it? Uh, it was when he did the cha-cha in China. And one no, that was... That is a great answer because that is such a cute little piece of his history. He was a cha-cha champion and all that, but no, it's the TV show that followed right after. Oh, uh, the the Green Hornet. Uh, yeah, you got it. Sorry. But it doesn't count because I knew it was the cha-cha. It was really the cha-cha. no. It should have been the cha-cha. All right, so it's two to one right now, and it's back to you, Jenna. Mm. Um, what profession was it man interested in? And eventually he got the position he was still teaching wing chun on the side but he came back to fo chun to do this job hmm. it's just a job imagine back in the day it's obviously not aeronautics so he came back to fo chun to do what mm. uh architecture it's a good, good, good call. But no, he was he was obsessed with becoming a police officer. He what? firmly believed in the rule of the popo, hmm. and he was trying really hard to become a popo. And yeah, so there it is. It eventually like it led to the thing. He became part of the National Socialist Party or something. And then when the Communist Chinese Party came. They arrested him, which is really why he escaped and went to the next place. So let me just throw down my plus. Okay. So you guys are equal. You both have one, right? She has two and I have one. All right. Two and one. Okay. So you're up, Lee. How many Ip Man movies are there today? Uh, There are three. No, there's four. There's uh, the three Ip Man trilogy and then there's the new one that. Came out. Yeah, you got it. Now you guys really are tied. All right. Okay. So now I have a tiebreaker. Um, and I guess neither of you are going to know this. So I should probably come up with a different tiebreaker. <laughs> I'll throw it out, though. Nice. I didn't think we'd get to a tiebreaker. Uh, Bruce Lee had a nickname that it meant give him, gave him. Give him. <laughs> Bruce Lee had a nickname that it meant had given to him. Uh, he, give, he gave a nickname to all of his students. What can you imagine that his nickname was? Shotzi. Shotzi. It means little sweetheart in German. I like that. Okay. 
I'm going to find a new last question. But Lee, do you have a guess? I would have called him fortune cookie. Fortune cookie. That's really, you guys are both good. Mm. Oh, I was going to call what? him round eye, but that was already taken. All right. What year oh, did it man die? And I'll tell you, it's a year close to my heart. Oh, then I know the answer. Okay. Good. <laughs> it's 1972. Oh, Lee, you had to be faster than Janet. She just got it. Yes, he died December. I was two months old. Wait, three months old. September, October, November. Yeah, I was three months old. It man keeled over. I was a little three month old. Wait, going, when did Bruce Lee die? Um, it was seventy two too. Let's Google. Yeah, no, was it, it man like died August? Though? December third, I believe. And then Bruce Lee death. I always think I know. I think it's seventy three. Yeah. Actually, yeah. July 20th, 73. July. Seven, oh, 73. Yeah. So he outlived his teacher. He outlived his teacher, but only by seven months. Yeah. Ah, Bruce. You dumb shit. He had, like, his, like, sweat glands removed from his armpits and shit. Like, he was asking to die. He was just like, if I could just smoke more weed and remove more weird shit from my body so I could be the perfect specimen. He was obsessed with Muhammad Ali. I don't blame him. Muhammad Ali is pretty fucking yeah. amazing. How do you feel about it, Muhammad Ali? He floats like a butterfly and stings like when I pee. Fuck yeah, stings when I pee. It's, was, a, it's a gonorrhea that joke. That's terrible. Or a herpes joke. That sorry. hurt me deeply. Right. Listen, you guys, chlamydia is not a flower. Okay? Are you sure? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like best, I had that in a best tea. Best answer ever. A domo in Denver, you know. They always said the chlamydia. No, it, I'm sorry, it's chamomile tea. Chlamydia, you know what they had? Um, Domo in Denver. It's a really beautiful, I don't know. Any of you ever go to Denver, find a place called Domo. Oh, Domo's it's, magic. It's an Aikido studio. It's a, uh, they have a, it's a museum of um, kamikaze pilots. They have all these, like, the last glass that all these kamikaze pilots drank out of. They just did a sake, flew up and killed themselves. Um, but also, it's just a beautiful place. But they have a chrysanthemum tea. And you can, like, actually, like, eat the chrysanthemum flower with part of the tea. And it's just, it's one of the most gorgeous things. It sounds lovely and magical. I was just, um, I, when I was walking around Bend, there was a um, studio of some sort. And there was a picture of Muhammad Ali. Oh, like a boxing studio. Hmm? And there's a picture of um, Muhammad Ali that I love very much that's on the wall of my room. And I, they had it in the window. It's the one of him practicing yeah. underwater. Awesome. So it was in the window of this um, exercise studio, which I thought, which made me well, happy. Well, anyone who knows me knows I prefer Cassius Clay. So, oh. uh, <laughs> Lee, who's your favorite? Iron Mike. <laughs> I'd like to thank the yeah, Lord right. for giving me so many opportunities to fornicate with so many beautiful women. Motherfucker <laughs> cannot drive either. Like, has wrecked so many no. cars. Um, I like Joe Frazier. I like go. Is he in Ant-Man 2 no. or 3? He's in 3. Yeah, I can't wait till we do that one. Because he's funny. Like, they want to give respect to Mike Tyson, but come on, give me a break. I mean, Dude, Mike, I get it, actually. Mike Tyson, I can take a step back. Mike Tyson would hit you one time, and you wouldn't wake yeah. up for a month. I mean, the motherfucker... What? I mean, I, I remember he got assaulted. He got accosted outside of a club, at, with, and they had knives, and he whooped their ass. And he was he was outnumbered. Yeah. He just beat the hell compare out of those that to, um Compare <clears throat> that to Jean-Claude Van Damme outside a club in L.A., 
and he thinks he's badass and he gets his ass kicked by just some random ass guy on the street. It happens. Guess what? Kickboxing doesn't equate the same way. Yeah. But can they do the splits on top of they couldn't. On top no, of the they couldn't. If the competition overlooking if the competition was can they do the splits, Jean Claude would have won. He would no, have won. It wasn't that. It was like, hey, Jean Claude, can you take a punch in the face like this? And he was like, No. <laughs> and he laid in the street. Aww, they probably stole his bullet. Poor Jean Claude. Yeah. But are they, are they the greatest actor that ever lived? Yeah. They are not the greatest actor that ever lived. There you no. go. Chong Lee, Chong Lee, no, Chong no. Lee, Dukes, Dukes, Dukes. And you know, I mean, like, I've really come, it's like, I watched Bloodsport last night after I watched this, and I've, it's really kind of come home to me that Frank Dukes is a fucking liar, and, uh, and, and like, and, yeah. but not only that, but he's like, he's, he was a really a bad person. You hear about all the stuff he did outside yeah. of Bloodsport. I'm like, that's horrible. So forget John Club and Dam, just yeah. for, for Jana here. Um, Blood, Bloodsport's based on, like loosely based on the true story of a real person. His name is Frank Dukes, and Frank Dukes, um, he just made up a bunch of shit. He's like, oh, I used to work for the CIA, and I used to oh. travel internationally and kill people and stuff. And, and it was all this like, like the government at one point was like, we can't confirm or deny, but everyone's like, everyone else is like. The government can, but we can't. He, no, he's a doucher, and he's just this <laughs> pile of shit guy, and yeah. The so. guy the guy literally claims that he knocked out 56 people consecutively, but th- like, how many people had to be at that tournament for him to knock right. out 56 people? Yeah, yeah. Hundreds, yeah, thousands. No right. way. It's just bullshit. But that doesn't stop. I mean, hello, listeners. Bloodsport's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's fucking Bolo Young and Jean Claude Van Damme. Chong Lee. Chong Lee. Chong Lee. Oh, always. There's nothing in the world that's like watching Bolo Young stand up and accept the Chong Lee chant. Yeah. It's yeah. maybe one of the greatest moments. I in wonder cinematic if Matthew history. also likes it because the lead actress also has the same questionable feathered bangs as the lead <laughs> woman on uh, Highlander. Why are you being a dick? <laughs> what? Oh, hey, the feathered bangs. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Hey Garfield, you cruising for a piece of ass? I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> you will never get me on any of that. I love it. I love the '80s aesthetic. I love the stupid. I love. I love Christopher Lambert and his beautiful feathered hair. He's magnificent. As he drives that old Porsche out of the stupid place. I, I want his weird, like, lowered circular seat in the apartment. Like, yeah. That apartment that thing was, was the magical. best. He's like, hey, baby, come sit next to me, and I'm going to stab myself in the stomach so then you want to have sex with me. You know what I want? That's exactly what happened in the I want, seat. I want a sequel with practical effects. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Bring yeah. him in, bring him in one last time, and you know what? Like you know, it's gonna magically happen. there it's gonna are other immortals out. now. Yeah, it's going to come out in the next couple of years. They've been promising for twenty years, but who gives a shit? It's going to come out in the next five years. Thank God we missed the big thing. Well, it was the director of Twilight doing oh, a Jesus. new Highlander, and that would have been like the Highlander would have been sparkly and gross, and he would have had like a cheesy, like uh, like a sword with. Um, what's that the confetti sparkly stuff that grows like glitter glitter would have been a glitter sword glitter sword but no all that's passed now now they're going for like John Wick's director's gonna do the next Highlander mm. but who knows if it ever happens again hopefully it's a 
really good reboot that pays attention to the cool little the, there was heart in Highlander. I you loved know? Highlander. He's like it was it just had heart. It needs to have heart. Everything needs to have heart these days. God I agree. damn it. And I'm it done was, with it was quintessentially eighties as well. And that kind of makes it unique in its own way. It makes it like a little time I know. capsule. I yeah. know. Yeah, but that's not what it makes but it really John, good. John Wick has heart, and he's new. What makes Highlander really good, I think, is that it still, it still taps into that like magic quality. Like the Kurgan is the kind of villain that no one would think of now because they need their villains to be all like weird and complicated. Right. And he was such a simple villain. He was. He was just like. And- <laughs> Fuck you, stab. I was like, oh. And I mean, they also have to think about their bottom line. I mean, now they can't just release a movie and make money. They got to they gotta cater to everybody now, you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why they well, do they everything by committee. they choose to do that. Can I say Dick this? Was. Clancy Brown is still alive. Let's do a Highlander reboot. Let's make it filled with heart and awesomeness. And let's bring back Clancy Brown, not as the Kurgan, but as a badass guy. And I want Clancy Brown. I want, I want Christopher Lambert. And they want it all. They don't. It doesn't have to be cheesy. It doesn't have to be like Christopher Lambert is. What if the, the lead actor in Solo ends up playing Highlander? Hmm? They stick him in everything. Who's that? I don't know. Who's the lead actor in Solo with the oh that questionable guy. eyebrows? Oh no! If they did that, um, I would go um, JFK on their ass, show oh, up and you, shoot them. You know who they could really, really plug in there is Matthew Whitaker, oh. his dad, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, that I can do it. First off, as you can see, I love it, guys. So, hey, Hollywood, hire me. I'll give you the story. I'll un- I'll help you to understand the backstories of the Kurgan. We don't need the Kurgan. Just Clancy Brown and Christopher Lambert. They need to be there. In fact, if it's the final thing that Sean Connery does, that's cool, too. And, and then the we'll build a good story. Ba-da-doo. We'll build the story you guys ba-da-doo, couldn't ba-da-doo, figure ba-da-doo, out. You had to come up with aliens from... The planet Zeist or whatever. Fuck you, people. I'm going to do it the right way. Hire me. Give me some money. I will do it. Sorry. <laughs> One year of love is better than a lifetime alone. All right, I'm dead. That was beautiful. What are you doing back there, Lee? He went to the bathroom. No, I'm, he always does I was it. just checking something. <laughs> he always Did does you just say you were things. checking for a hemorrhoid? All right. I was. I was like, that's not a speed bump. Or is it? <laughs> Jenna Rumberger, thank you, as always, for being a part. Pardon me as I can't see. Uh, Lee, Lee Vandercleef. I don't want to win for loves to be. Oh. Thank you, Lee. My pleasure. Until Anytime, next buddy. time. Yeah, always a pleasure. Touching.